You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel Watusi. What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello and welcome to Little Diva Energy, your fortnightly slice of something extra. I'm Holly Morgan, I'm obsessed with divas and as always my husband Tom is also here. Got some dried mango in my mouth. Got some dried mango in your mouth there. Um, I would chastise you for that but I gave it to you. Um, So I've only got myself to blame. Why is it that sometimes raw mango, dried mango can taste like nectar of the gods and other times like a bit of old shoe? The texture's quite shoe-like. Yeah. Quite leathery. Like um, your hands. Like my hands. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Um, we've had some lovely feedback from our Peaches episodes, our Peaches twin episodes. What a dream. Mm. What an absolute goddamn dream. Oh, just so kind and generous um, and giving of um, her time and yeah. wealth of knowledge. Incredible. We, um, I think we only, only vaguely tapped... Oh my god! Extraordinary wealth. Um, she should write a book. She should. She should. Read, I'm, I'm sure someone's probably approached her about it. But a a biography or a kind of um, uh, like an, a a book of of John Waters's work. He'd be absolutely the perfect person to write it. I don't know because basically what she said about John not being particularly interested in someone doing a retrospective of him until after he died. Yes. But if he did choose to have one of those sort of coffee table books where you collect all the stills and drawings and like notes and things like that that you've got i would imagine that peaches would probably be top of the list to curate it yeah wouldn't that be amazing yeah love an intro by peaches christ yeah that sort of thing like how michael shabon did for the wes anderson one yes um john waters is doing a talk in april on an online um zoom uh, lecture yes he is where can that be found, Holly? It's what company the, does it? The Tuesday Society. Oh, what do you know about the Tuesday Society, Holly? I recently attended a lecture that was given on the topic of satanic feminism. Yes, you did. With uh, all-time diva Nick Lamont, first-time guest. For your first Valentine's get- Day gift? My Valentine's Day gift, yeah. I went to a lecture, which is something I never did as a student. So <laughs> I really enjoyed it. In fact, lots of things I didn't get to do as a student, I get to do now quite regularly, which is great. Um, going to lectures. Who knew? Really fun. Uh, but yeah, John Waters is doing that. We'll put that in the show notes, won't we, Tom? I reckon so. Lovely. Um, yeah, so thank you all for your lovely feedback. Um, I'm going to mention some lovely people who got in touch. So Cody daigle Orians said how much he discovered us via, obviously, Carrie. Well, Out for Blood. Out for Blood. The story of Carrie the Musical are Lil Bab, who is, um, oh, she's... she's. Um, you know what? I, I think she's outgrown us. She's got her dirty pillows out all over the internet. Oh, it's a line from Carrie. Of course. Of course it is. So Tom still hasn't seen the film of Carrie, which is... I don't know how, how that's gone under the radar for as long as it has, but we are I've, where we I've are. I've seen Carrie the Musical... I've seen more... I've seen several Carrie the Musical bootlegs uh-huh. and not one Carrie the film. Which is... <laughs> don't know how. I, I quite like Stephen King-based films as well. I've it's watched a really most good of film. This is Carrie is just a glaring fiery bloody gap i mean i would say we watch it tonight but obviously we've got to watch interior design Absolute masters Hun, siobhan guys we're all in on siobhan 
Well, we have to be. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All the good ones have gone. Apart from Siobhan. Look, I don't often issue edicts from this podcast, but divas, we're all in on Siobhan. (laughs) She is the one. Okay? Glad. Glad we all got that. Support Siobhan. Yeah. um, Charlie Arrowsmith, as well, on Twitter, has... um, who who's, who did the review of uh, a biography of John Waters for the Washington Post. So he knows his stuff. He said it's a must listen for Waters fans. So, and he's not in any way one of my best friends and really biased. So, right. and a potential investor in Waters World. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we are, we are seeking crowdfunding. <laughs> we are going to crowdfund Waters World. If you are interested Drop us an email. Well, it's Peach's project now, so... Yeah, that's true. We'll just basically just raise some money and give it to... I'm happy to do that anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> on that note, why don't you all go and buy some Peach's merch? Yes, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yep. Go and get yourself some lully merch. Uh, superb. Okay, so I think it's probably a good juncture to turn... Uh, Chris has got quite a quite a Twilight Zone-esque coincidence, coincidence here. It's spooky. This, this shit is spooky. What a coincidence. Oh, hi there. Uh, I was just listening to your recent podcast episode about Peaches Christ. Um, I enjoyed it very much, and I certainly learned a lot from it. Um, Please do keep releasing such informative and entertaining content. Um, I, I was actually in the middle of listening to it, though, and I did think I had to sit down, actually, on a park bench when I was on my daily uh, government-sanctioned stroll around the area. Uh, and it really hit me that it's a bit of a coincidence, actually, because I really like peaches, and my name is actually Christopher. Christopher. Peaches and Christopher. So I just thought that was an amazing coincidence. So I thought I'd better let you know via this this message. Thanks. Bye. What a coincidence! Wow. Uncanny. Chills. Ge- genuinely. Up Hairs on the back of my neck. Yeah. Big time. Uncanny. Can you believe it? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, somebody. Some people was like, "Oh, Chris's coincidence." Are you just going to say that you do do a podcast about carry the musical together? Is that your coincidence? Like, no, no, that's that, not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. This is a coincidence. The fact that he's called Peaches Chris. <laughs> um, I don't think people that ask that question really know what a coincidence is. Nope. It's becoming increasingly apparent to me. Read a book. Most people do. Read a book. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, that's put that to bed. <laughs> uh, let's go live now to Rich, who's pre-recorded. <laughs> My name is Richard Hawkins, and I would like to bitch about Little Mix. Yes, I would. Okay, we support Jessie and her decision to leave Little Mix. It's about self-care. It's about self-preservation. We love that journey for her. What we don't love is girl band members leaving girl bands because they think being a pop star is too stressful, but then getting in the studio and recording a mediocre solo album nine months after the fact. Is this bringing up some Jerry trauma yeah maybe it is but <sighs> just miss little mix i'm sorry jesse i do love you i love all of them i just saw their co- the cover of cosmo and it's just the three of them and i just oh, it's just bringing it all back up again you know um biggest diva energy of the week lady gaga right lady gaga's dog walker gets shot and yet the public sympathy goes to the dogs oh that is big diva energy those little dogs are just divas icon stars like that is just everything to me Obviously, we hope that her dog walker is fine. Apparently, she's alive and well, so it's it's okay. Um, 
Uh, this is the biggest news. Oh, the Steps song. I, I I love this too much. Steps released a new single, right? It's just one of their album tracks. So it's not new. But rather than... And they did it with Michelle Visage. Oh, that's a cute idea. You know, like Dua Lipa kind of re-released some of her songs, like Madonna and Missy, etc. That's Yeah, like, I see that. No, no. Steps didn't re-record or do a remix. They literally took the song from the album and put Michelle Visage on it. And where did they make space for Michelle Visage? <laughs> By cutting Lisa Scott Lee lines. Ah, uh, why is the universe always here trolling Lisa Scott Lee? She's the first one at that reunion. She's the first one in the recording studio. She's just, she's so eager. She's so keen. And they just do her day every time. And you know what? I'm entertained. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Um, Sorry about the sound quality, by the way, everyone. We're sort of trying something out in a different room in the kitchen but it's got a very high ceiling which is lovely humble brag yeah humble brag of the week <laughs> oh my my, oh, my ceiling, ceiling is making my podcast sound all echoey <laughs> oh. um but yeah it's sort of nice weather now isn't it so yeah. we sort of sat with the back door open we which are, is quite yeah. lovely little breeze although i'm i'm not one of those you were asking me about this the other day but i'm not one of those gentlemen that all it's the moment that the sun peeks out from behind oh. a cloud, takes his shirt, shirt and trousers off. Put it away. That's not me. But I did make the mistake the other day of going, I think it's definitely time in the late afternoon where I can sit outside and work. Yeah. I was wrong. You were incorrect. Look, this is a question as old as time. But why is it that the first like ray of sunshine, the British male is like, this is my turn to shine? And they never look like Channing Tatum. They always look like, Channing Tater and it's I'm not and I also like you do you babe you're absolutely more than I, I've got no problem with you not being you know being ripped or whatever but I do actually I'm sorry I do think people should put it away but like there's a double standard isn't there this is going to become Holly Morgan's <laughs> observational comedy hour <laughs> <laughs> no it's not comedy's dead to me um <laughs> As you can tell from this podcast. As you can tell. Turn it off. Right. Okay. Let's go now to the Weekend Diva. Weekend Diva! Obviously, the Divaverse has been shook by a genuine crime. Mm-hmm. Now, a, a, quite a severe a one. A really bad crime. And walk it, let's walk the listener through it. Obviously, I'm assuming that everyone knows that um, Lady Gaga's dog walker was shot four times in the chest... And they came... Relieved of the dogs. And relieved of two, two of the three. dogs. Tom, what are the names of the dogs? <laughs> I don't know. He put me on the spot. I don't remember. Gustav. Uh, Gustav. Koji. And Koji. And who escaped unscathed? They're all unscathed, luckily. They've been returned. But who who didn't get kidnapped? Miss Asia. Miss Asia. So, obviously, when you're, when you're receiving intel, and I would I would say that Generally, the media led with Lady Gaga's dogs have been stolen rather than Lady Gaga's dog walk has been shot four times. Yeah. Um, which seems a bit um, the wrong way round. Um, priorities. The not- priorities aren't quite in on point there. And Ryan is fine. Not fine. Ryan is making a full recovery. And <laughs> he's not fine. He's definitely not fine. And we are not... We'll be going back to dog walking anytime we're soon. We're not for one second suggesting that this is humorous that Ryan and Fisher has been very badly hurt like 100% not and we wish him 
a very all, speedy recovery. Yeah, very speedy recovery. It's also all not cool to nick people's pets. Like this is all in. Um, we are we are choosing to look at this with a light-hearted approach that is not meant to, you know, we're not being cunts. Um, on that note, with that disclaimer, we go now to our uh, true crime correspondent, James Rowland. Okay. So uh, here I am, uh, being a crime correspondent for the Big Diva Energy podcast. Look at me now, Mum. <laughs> you said I'd never make it. Um, I, I think first and foremost, we have to all agree that this is the best news story that's ever happened. Sure, a man, man was shot in the chest four times, but he's alive. And even if he was dead, it would be, I think, a fitting tribute to just quite how important the pets of celebrities really are. I, I hope. It's sad, actually, the dogs, so the dogs have been returned. There's, it's all got a bow on it. But obviously it would be much better if it, what it led to would have been like a big spate of kidnapping, shares goldfish, um, Madonna's bloodhound. You know, like if suddenly like divas were heavily targeted for pet theft. Um, Katy Perry's uh, chameleon. Um, uh, it would be it would be wonderful, but um, but sadly not to be. Um, it's I just, I don't know if I even want to say it, but if for any reason you haven't been aware of this news story, do look it up and just pay special attention to the names of the dogs. <laughs> the names of the dogs. Um, but yeah, sadly, all finished now. Um, so I guess I'm going to have to find another case to crack. So when Anthea Turner's Labrador goes missing, you want to be looking straight at me. <laughs> yeah. yeah good job you made that I think I needed to put that, that disclaimer that, that one disclaimer at the top there <laughs> I don't know if he's heard the news about Anthea the body turner by the sound of it what's happened to her? well she's no longer a diva she's been demoted oh yeah for being a twat yeah that's true for being Anthea the body shamer turner mm, very good thank you although after my comments about Channing Tater I'm probably <laughs> on the same list aren't I Tater <laughs> Uh, so yeah, okay, Gaga news has shaken the Divaverse. I have now finished Married at First Sight Australia, so my calendar has opened up. Um, Somewhat. A little bit. So Just to be clear, I, this is less now a podcast than an intervention, <laughs> because it has got really silly. Um, I don't think it's been mentioned yet on the pod, is no. it, that you've been watching it? No. Holly has got to the point when, well, not anymore, because she's just finished it today, yeah. but... She, we watched one episode because mm-hmm. um, we thought, well, we're going to have to dive into this and obviously enjoyed it. And Holly said, do you want to watch the next episode um, the next day or whatever it was? And I went, I'm just going to finish this bit of work off, um, but you can start it without me. I turn around, 49 episodes she'd consumed. Oh, guys, I don't know what to say. She'd burnt through the entire thing. What's your sh- most shameful watch of Osmarit at First Sight Australia? Watching it in the shower. In the shower. Watching it when I was working. When you were at work. <laughs> yeah, I'm not proud of myself. She had it on her phone for easy access. Yeah, I did. Look, I had a problem. 
And it's not solved. It's not solved. Although, to be honest, now that the type the tap's been switched off, I've not gone through any withdrawal. It's just like, yeah, fine, I'm not watching it anymore. Is it because, you know, there are five series that you haven't watched? No comment at this time. Um, I've also, I've looked into season five of Murder Frost at First Start Australia, and it's not as crazy, so there you go. It's also like half the length. It seemed like they were just like, we did like nine episodes episode of season three, whatever, and then they jumped to 42. <laughs> It's so many episodes. The episodes are so long as well. If anyone, we've got a couple of Australian listeners, so if you understand why it's got so many episodes, please let us know. Are Australian TV programmes longer? Do they run for longer periods of time? How are those men and women qualified to be experts? They are... These are the questions that you're asking. The fuckery that they come up with. It's brilliant. Look, I can't recommend it highly enough. They're just like Jigsaw posing as a... Psychologists, yeah. aren't they? They're like, we're the experts. And what we've done is we've made one genuine couple and the rest of this is just for shits and gigs. Just to do, do some real psychological damage. Yeah. Um, but there we go. Uh, Cyrell, if you're listening. Get in touch. I love you. <laughs> I, my love for you is so... I'll love you. Whatever Nick couldn't give you, I will give you. Although it won't be a sexual relationship. It will just be for big friends. I want to be friends with you, Cyrell. If you can drop us a voice note and let us know you've got this Cyril. Can you imagine if we got in touch with Cyril from Married at First Night Australia? <sighs> oh, I live. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, other news in the Divaverse. The Golden Globes occurred this week. Mm. Um, now, the Hollywood Foreign Press's lovely party to reward white people. Should we, should we glorify it by even really addressing it? Maybe not. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler once again threw acid-drenched shade from the stage. Oh, were they, did they do it again? Did they? Yeah. I love those two. They did some lovely, um, like, cutting to James Corden as well, like when they were, <laughs> they were trash-talking him, which was amazing. <laughs> they also, like, addressed the fact that the Golden Globes are racist AF. It's like... They don't care. They That's don't care. why it's the Hollywood Foreign Press. They don't give a shit. They know that they've done something wrong, but Emily in Paris is at their party now, so they don't care. Who was telling James you? Corden and Meryl Streep are at their lovely fucking party. Emily in Paris, like, the, the, the team were flown out and like put up in Paris that's why I didn't I mean I know that's like going did you know that um <laughs> the sky's blue but like the for, le- for the golden globes yeah they were courted and like flown out to Paris apparently this is just pure hearsay <laughs> what pure hearsay would be a great cover band <laughs> so if anyone knows Kim Marsh she could probably still be in it uh rumor yeah, rumor um, some great ensembles, though, on the Golden Globes. Miss Gillian basically came dressed as an Oscar, um, which is... Hint, hint. Uh, yeah. You haven't done a film, love. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Who's going to give you an Oscar? Yeah. Um, who else looked fantastic? Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy looked incredible. She looked like she'd been dipped in liquid emerald. Mm. She looks stunning. Wonderful. Um Daniel Kaluuya's accepted the speech. The, they were having technical difficulties. So they just... I haven't seen it. What, what happened? They, he, was, he was on mute or something. So they cut away from him. They were like, oh, it was, it was absolute... That's, that's, yeah, not, not a good look, guys. I mean, the look's already good. You'd be doing everything you could, wouldn't you? Laura Dern was presenting the award. Oh. oh I live for Laura Dern. Um, she didn't get a sing-song from the Gay Men's Chorus of LA. No, 
So yeah. it was an inferior award ceremony. They did come back to Daniel Kaluuya, who was just sort of screaming, you done me dirty, you done me dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Which was amazing. Lovely. <laughs> That's my Golden Glows feedback. Um, Sorry, listeners, I should have I, have I should have more to contribute this week, but quite frankly, my life has been put on hold for yeah. for ten weeks uh, while I edit and <laughs> produce Carrie. Yeah, because frankly, Chris has done enough work already. Holly's not done any, but I've done jack the, shit, the guys. Part of the, <laughs> the, the bit of work that she had to do for it has been very much done. Yep. So it's up to me now. So uh, I am just literally living week to week <laughs> trying to get this fucking podcast out. <laughs> So I have no time to be watching lovely videos from the Golden Globes. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. Well, some of us take our, our duties seriously. You managed to squeeze it in around <laughs> my, my love, love, whatever it's called. It's not... What, it, is it, what is it you and the fans call it? Mouth's form or something? Mouth's ha. Mouth's ha. I don't call it that in real life. It's just when I'm oh, constantly tweeting about it. Mouth's ha. Uh, my other piece of diva news, um, Taylor Swift has quite rightly pointed the finger at new Netflix show uh, Ginny and Georgia, which is a rubbish name. <laughs> Ginny and Georgia, I don't know, it just, it, it's like the Golden Girl, Glow, it's like the, it's like the Gilmore, Gilmore Girls, Girls Redux, basically. And yeah, some really fucking lazy writing. They said that uh, one of the characters went through men faster than Taylor Swift. And Taylor, I know, really nasty. And Taylor Swift got on Twitter and was like, A, 2010 wants its joke back, and that's deeply sexist. Yeah, also like, that's super lazy, because it's like the writer sat there thinking, oh, I, who goes through men a lot? Not Taylor Swift, as far as I know. She had a lot of boyfriends in the last decade, but... Compared to who? Well, yeah, exactly. She just had lots of celebrities. She was linked with lots of celebrities, probably none of whom she was actually, you know, anything to do with. And even if she and fucking it's not like... was, it's not... It's... But you want someone to be burning through them, like, every other week, don't you? Like... Liz Taylor. Like, she's gone through if more... If it was husbands and Liz Taylor, you'd be like, oh, that's a... Yeah, because she had a lot of husbands comparative to almost everyone else. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a fair... Th- like, she hasn't had that many boyfriends. No, but also, I mean, it, that's the standard, isn't it? It's, yeah. That's what they're saying. It's like you. Well, you no, that, all I'm saying is that I didn't realise that she was the poster girl. She's for, the one that you'd go yeah. to for that joke. It's pure Madonna horseshit, guys. Yeah, in it. Um, so also like that. That sounds like the, like a Jay Leno joke from like the nineties. Yeah, that it's like it's the kind of thing that you see on those late night shows that they're just someone wrote. Fuck, we haven't got any more material for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you got more big girlfriends than. I know. They also called... That wasn't my Jay Leno, by the way. I can actually do quite a good Jay Leno. That's that's really good. Is he from Newfoundland? No. (laughs) Thanks, though. (laughs) No, it was good. I liked it. I did it on the spot. Just forget it. It's not as good as your Nathan Lane. No! That is uncanny. That is uncanny. He comes with a very pleasant crunch. Absolutely amazing. Um, They also called... That show called uh, Gaga Basic... I I don't know whether to talk about this as well because um, after we watched Drag Race UK the other day quite often for some reason our iPlayer algorithm switches on to Would I Lie to You Mm. which is very It's a choice isn't it? Yeah you want to talk about basic Mm. but of all the panel shows it is the one that I probably enjoy the most but I mean I just don't watch them unless it comes on after Drag Race and I'm just sat there processing Drag Race while David Mitchell is being grumpy in the background 
Um, and I probably shouldn't say this because, like, but Sindhu V mm. called Gaga stupid on it. Mm. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. No. I was absolutely livid. I was like, I don't think you really know who Lady Gaga is. Yeah. Because she's not stupid. No. And like, also, like, because they said something about her not, because they were doing things about, I can't remember the name of the guest now, but whether she interviewed Lady Gaga and had had to not do a Northern accent, she had to talk in an American accent so mm. that Gaga would understand. I didn't get far enough because I was so annoyed by yeah. Cindy V's comment that I actually turned it off before I found out whether it was a lie or not. But she was claiming that she'd had to do an American accent so that Gaga would understand what she was saying. And then Cindy V made some like, really shady joke about how she wouldn't understand anything because she's not very bright or something. She was like, love your fashion, love your songs, but English, not really a strong suit. So where have you got that from? Where the fuck has she got that from? Maybe if it was just like... Maybe she's had an email from her and it was just like riddled with grammar errors. Maybe she was just confused because she was being allowed to speak as a female on a British panel show. And, <laughs> and the power went to her head. Yeah, just had to get... Oh my she, God! She was just talking. <laughs> Lady Gaga's sick. <laughs> oh um, no! It's not an excuse, but it is a read of, the, of British panel shows. Um, lovely stuff. So that's my roundup of the week in Diva. Is it though? What? Something very important happened last night. What happened? What did you do last night? I watched telly. Were you that hungover? How do you not remember this? Oh, well, yeah, but we spoke, we spoke about this the week before. You didn't? You hadn't seen it? Right, I've seen the Britney doc now. <laughs> <laughs> Rich was the only one that's seen it. <laughs> I've seen it now, we've seen it now. Um, yeah, there's massive gaping holes and there's things you'd really wish they would have followed up on, but like... Yeah. Uh, like, where was Jamie between yeah. basically sort of fucking off because he was a boozer and a, a bit of a grifter and then, like, the mum sort of took the reins a little bit on Britney's career. Yeah. And then Jamie came back into it just in time to to make to be her conservator. Yeah. I was like, wh- where's he been? What's he been up to? Mm-mm. Do some digging, New York Times. That's your job. Yeah, I'd have liked some more Jamie Lynn content as well. She oh, declined yeah. to be inv- in- interviewed. But it's fine if they declined to be interviewed. But I think, like, from a journalistic point of view, mm. I think it was, it's quite a necessary part of the story to find out. Because like, they very much made the point that that Jamie... It is Jamie Spears, isn't it? Jamie's the dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that Jamie Spears was sort of, not pushed, but, like, sidelined out of her life a little bit. And yeah. And kind of fucked off. And so they did make that point. But then they didn't make the point as to how he got himself into a position later on that she would... Yeah. And th- where was Lynn? Yeah. And I, like, yeah. Unless there's some stuff that they included that they, very late in the day, found out that they weren't allowed. Yeah. If you haven't watched The, the Britney Dog, you can get it on Now TV um, for the next two weeks. And yeah, it. I think obviously what's happening to her is... I don't think there's any, any disputing the fact that she is working her ass off under the and and is simultaneously labeled as somebody who is incapable mm. and that that that's a complete that that doesn't make sense but you know that the, the, there are other aspects to the free britney movement you know which we are, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes but that much i think everyone can say without that there is a problem with that yeah and i'll tell you another thing that there's a real fucking problem with is the way we spoke to women in the 2000s <laughs> it's just even the footage of her as a little girl like when she's on a talent show and that creep asking if he could be her boyfriend yeah and he like this is horrifying it wouldn't be it wouldn't it's just it's one of my real pet peeves anyway the way people like 
people sexualize kids. So oh, is that one of your, th- it's one one of of my, your triggers? It's one of these things I'm really funny about. Oh, God. Um, I know most people like it, but it just really bugs me when people sexualize kids. Oh, but it's like, and I don't even mean that inner, you know, dirty no, mouth kind of way. Mean. I mean, like, when people are like, oh, they put a little girl next to a little boy, and they're like, oh, they're boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. No, they're not. They're children sat next to each other. And oh, the fact that that old crusty carapace was able to stand there next to a little baby girl and say why yeah. aren't I your boyfriend why aren't you interrogating your choices more that's the thing it just needed interrogating because I don't for a minute think that he had any no. sexual feelings towards a young girl I don't think that's what it was it was just the way that we approach women in society the way we approach little girls he didn't think that there was anything wrong with that because that's just how, how we he thought you spoke to little girls and it was like yeah exactly I'm not suggesting anything else but that's fucking bad yeah oh, um, some of the some of the footage though is i mean oh. it's it's really worth watching i mean i know this is like what everyone has said but it is worth watching for, for like a sort of back-to-back analysis of what it's pretty rubbish when it comes to what's actually the conservatorship stuff mm. the stuff it profess, professes to be about it's quite bad the documentary yeah. doesn't yeah. really get to the bottom of it yeah um, but in terms of just showing you like back to back footage of like this is what her career was like, this is the way people treated Britney. Mm-hmm. That was really worth watching for, I think, yeah. just to remind you and kind of do some of that work. Because I just think like you have that kind of stuff in your memory, like all that stuff happened. I was there, I watched it, and but until you see it like knitted together, you don't make those connections in your head and just go like, oh my god, this was constant. Like it was just. Yeah. Also, I thought it did a really good job of, of pointing out something which, again, I feel terrible because I love Britney, but like, it's, um, I didn't realise quite how strong she was and, and, and as a controlling force within her own career. Mm. They really made it a very compelling case that she was always in total, up until like things started to fall apart, like, yeah. that she was in total control over her career, certainly over her shows. Yeah. And like the way that the dancers talk about it, they're like, oh yeah, nothing went through, no, like nothing would go through without Britney's yeah. approval. I was like, that's really interesting because that is not how she was painted. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. that's the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like it was, it was something that it, it, it's not just like, I probably if I'd sat down and thought about it, I knew that it was sexist that they were painting that picture of her, but also like, I had no reason to believe it otherwise. Because, yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a very upsetting watch, and it's a but it's also a real reminder of of how how great she is. Yeah. As, oh, as Rich said last week. Yeah. So good. Just uh, bangers. God, I wish I'd seen that Vegas residency. Ugh. I saw the circus tour and she wasn't fine. <laughs> she wasn't well. It was like she was still. Yeah, you could tell she wasn't on top form. Um, but yeah, I'd have loved to have seen the Vegas residency. We should do a mini diva episode on um, ranking diva residencies. Ah, oh, what a great idea. Celine, Brittany, Elton, yes. Gaga. Gaga did one, didn't she? Yeah, she did, yeah. Um, did Cher do one? I'm sure she's done multiple, hasn't she? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, like every gig she does is a Vegas residency. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you up your game? Yeah. Did Shakira have one? JLo had one? Do you know who I found out had one? Who? Which is really weird. Blink-182. Oh. Had a Vegas residency. What a strange... I'm going to say that's uncalled for. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there was any call for I that. I agree with you. Yeah. As someone who used to listen to a lot of Blink-182, I would entirely agree with that. I'm so... That was... <laughs> 
sorry. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> Just an exhalation. Great. So next week's guest and subject. <laughs> well, you are in for a fucking treat because we are going to be talking to none other than cabaret legend, cabaret dreamboat, Carrot. Absolutely thrilled they've come on board, which is going to be so exciting. We're going to do the first of two sister episodes on Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. With the gorgeous, crunchy carrot. Um, Yeah, we had a lovely time talking to them. Can't wait to put that out. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So let's tell you where you can find... You know know what? Look, (laughs) I'm going to level with you. Tell your mates to subscribe. Tell your mates to rate it because some fucker has got us down from a four point five to a, from, from a five to a four point five, and I'm livid. It's a one star. Some one star. No review left. No review. I understand if you hate something that much, then yeah, you wouldn't take the time to review it. One star is probably easier. But also, how are we supposed to take that feedback? Yeah, exactly. I can't even be bothered to tell you what you've done wrong. One star. <laughs> If I find you. If I find you. I will find you. I will find you. (laughs) I will kill you. It's probably my mum doing a slip of the thumb or something, but whatever. She's been listening to the Carrie podcast exclusively on 1.5 speed. Yes. (laughs) She said, Tom, you need to do a little bit of a better job on the production on this because there's several points when Holly and Chris sound like chipmunks. (laughs) And I was like, I don't think that's my production. Show me your phone. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So yes, keep safe. Rate and review and subscribe. Engage with us. Yeah. Um, you're great. We love you. You're, you're, we love you. You're listening to it. Tell your mates. Tell your mates. Tell Come them. on. Come on. Where are Where you? Where are you? Let's be having you. Thanks as ever to our gorgeous Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. There will be a Diva Film Club coming your way. Sorry it's not been there sooner. Tom has been <laughs> snowed under. Snowed under. Um, uh, but we will be doing a diva, diva film club on hairspray. The OG. Woo-hoo. Can't wait. Um, yeah. So look, love you all. Have a lovely time. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.